This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. Ray, what's up? Hey, Doc. Everything is up, man. Just leaving Chicago. You know, Global 1000 was there. And, you know, just going to these cities, man, and, and being able to just impact so many people, right? It's... It's, man, you know, I think it's the, it's the life-changing moments that you see in these people's eyes, yes. right? <clears throat> when they've been searching for jobs, searching for jobs, and then that moment or that or that movement comes by, right? And just so happened is our movement, but it comes by and you see people's lives change immediately, man. Mm. And so, look, it's, it was a good weekend, man. I'm back home. I'm chilling. But to, to, to have that type of weekend, man, and to then to come and even you know see you and talk about it this is really a good week man it's been a, a good blessing. week man. can you talk yeah. more about it like what it is that you're doing yeah yeah um so we started this in ferguson um after the mike brown unrest and uh everything we talked about Aeneas williams called me and you know basically asked me to come speak um he does a beautiful thing on monday uh, monday nights called the locker room mm. where people just get together and really just have conversations man about all the topics of you know not just what people go through not just what men go through women but what we all go through as as people as individuals <clears throat> and so i spoke there and after i spoke there man me and him and um dr lance mccarthy we started walking the streets long story short um, we started really asking the people, like, what was the problem? And everybody talked about jobs, jobs, mm. jobs. And so we put together a job fair, man, um, which is really um, starting to become, you know, awesome. Um, I think we partnered with over 84 companies in Ferguson. We had over we had access with over 2000 jobs. Um, and, and, you know, then we then we moved to Baltimore came to Baltimore, we accessed over another 1,500, 1,700 jobs, um, came to L.A., had the same access jobs, went to um, Chicago, had access of over 2,000 jobs, and, and to just introduce um, people to this opportunity, you know, and, and when, you, when you walk in, Doc, I think that's the beauty of what we created, right? We're talking about <clears throat> not just a job. Jobs is one thing, but when you have the ability to 
give them suits for the first time, give them haircuts for the first time, mm-hmm. give them advice on how to speak to companies before they actually go sign up for companies, have expungement tables, doc, why they're there, right? To really clear their record, change <clears throat> who they are as an individual, like give them another chance at life in corporate America. Yes. <clears throat> and all of these things, man, it's kind of what Global 1000 does. You know, we have a black um, you know, round table, kind of like a shark tank to where we sit around and we and we uh, let uh, 30 to 35 black IT firms pitch to us all of their ideas. The ideas that you saw coming from these events mm. are just absolutely stunning. So as you see, man, it's a whole movement of our, of, of opportunity. Um, I'm really introducing people and, re, and, and reintegrating them back into corporate America and give them hope all over again. Yeah, But it's huge, and that's why I wanted to stick with it because, first of all, I just met Aeneas Williams this past week um so that was great what a phenomenal human being um i said we want to have him on the podcast for sure so we'll definitely have to do that oh um, my gosh can't wait for that one. Oh yeah he, he he's, he's amazing but and mm-hmm. then but i wanted to stick on what you're talking about because really it's interesting when we do the same things in different areas and the work i do in the prison system so much has it it revolves it centers on people not being able to get jobs when they get out and a lot of guys revert to the lifestyle that they knew because they really can't get jobs and they get so frustrated and they get so desperate so they go back to what they know and so a huge part of this is saying being able to say give people the to empower people like you said like you're teaching the like some of the things your basic things from interviewing skills things that people aren't thinking about i had a guy tell me the other day he said man i he was talking about cussing out the judge and i said you can't speak to a judge like that and that's a thought just never crossed his mind he's like why not and i'm like you just can't do that and so it's it's being able to provide this light and what you're doing is profound it's changing people's lives it's changing communities lives is what it's doing Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, you know, when you when you think about <clears throat> what's starting to happen with kids and, and all these different young men, right, who's who's making these decisions that will alter their lives forever. Right. Like most of them never have put on a suit jacket, doc. Mm. Like like they don't know when when when, you know, when you ask them to turn around and, you know, how you help somebody put on their suits like they're 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 looking at you like, wait a minute, this is foreign to me. Right. Like, I don't know what that means. You know, like how to shake people hand firm, how to look at them dead in the eye. You know, I stopped one of the I stopped one of the, 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 the things the other day we was having this whole pitch and i stopped everybody for a minute because i I started watching people come up to try to pitch to us but everybody's breathing hard everybody's nervous and i'm sitting there saying listen slow down everybody that's on this wall take three deep breaths breathe just breathe right because if you know what you've created then all you're coming to do is talk about what you created right but 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 some of the times that they get up there and 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 i think it's everything else right and so i think people never practice clearing your your mind to restart and 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 to be able to introduce what you do to anybody, right? Yes. I think that's the the be- not now. I'm not asking everybody to be no public speaker and things like that. But what I'm asking them to do is take your time, understand what you want to say, right? Breathe it out, and then come up here and present to us, man. But it's just the little, it's the smallest things ever that I think we take for granted. To we we want to make people know it. They right. don't know it. 
they right. don't know it, Doc, and we got to, we have to help them, man. So that's why the whole movement, man. I, like I tell you, every city we go into, and we just uh, we just done us. Uh, we uh, we just signed a deal with our fifth city, which would be Miami. Yeah. So we're coming to Miami to do the, you know next year, man. So yeah, 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 good stuff. Mm-hmm. It is. It it really is. And the skill that you're talking about when you step back and breathe. When we set out to do this podcast, tackling life, we're talking about all issues in life. And that that same skill of stepping back to breathe in a job interview, that that takes place in everything that we're doing. People come across anxiety in all walks of life. And look, Mm. anxiety to me, it comes down to three basic things, right? There are three sources for anxiety. Either it's the outside world, it's your inside world, or it's some combination of the both. And I think it'd probably be helpful for our listeners for us to kind of shake down what do you do when you experience these different types of anxieties? Because like what you're talking about with a job interview, this is this is a human experience. This is mm-hmm. everybody experiencing this idea of anxiety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, look, there's <clears throat> one thing about anxiety, and you said it the best, right? Because there's three tiers of it, right? It's external, it's internal, internal, and then it's a combination of external and internal. But when you think about what external is, right? That's what our world's pressure is all about now, right? It's the outside world's opinion. It's, it's what everybody else thinks about me. It's who follows me on social media. It's, 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 it's who, who, who retweets what I say and, and you know, all these things. So externally, you know, we look for these, for these, for this instant, instant gratification. Mm-hmm. But most of the time we look for it from other people. Yes. Right. And I, and I think externally, the biggest problem with that is <clears throat> if you look for that, from other people so much the way you do, you will find yourself getting in trouble with that, right? right. I, I, I promise you, you will. Um, you know, if you think about like what type of pressures, right? Like, like that I face regularly as a professional athlete, right? It's always the next. It's always really the next practice. It's always the next game. It's always what you say to the media next. What what question they're gonna ask you? You know, it's always walking into opposing stadiums, right? The things that they're gonna say about you. And the, and 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 you know what I learned the most out of all of that? Honestly, nothing, nothing matters externally. That's not connected to my building, my purpose, my team, or my destiny. Nothing. I, I nothing. love that. I love that. It's <laughs> not connected. To, nothing matters externally. It's not connected to my to my purpose. Look, I, I did want to ask you about that with the because coming out of college, a lot of young people, and I see this because I work with a lot of uh, uh, college football teams. And a lot of college athletes. And what I see is these young guys are coming out of college and it's not like you have a class, a college course on how to handle the media and how to handle the external pressures. But the media is something you face every day as an athlete. So I wonder, like, maybe you could talk a little bit about what that's like to transition from college to the professional world and having to be inundated with media at that level and not really nobody coming by and saying, hey, hey, Ray, this is the way you handle this stuff. Well, you know, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because one of the biggest things that you see, right, is when guys make the transition from college to the NFL, they don't understand immediately you are walking into a business 100 percent. It's not college. It's not, you know, you, hey, go to class. Nobody's going to tell you to get up, become the work. It's a whole nother thought process. So when people actually so when you walk into these these arenas, right, where all of the media 
I'm just being honest, Doc, brutally honest. Most of the media want to interview you about drama. That, that's it's just the world we live in, right? 100%. Sports. They they want to bring up something bad. They never want to end off with something good, right? right? So they're always looking to push your buttons. And one and one of the things about guys when they came in the game, what they failed to realize was don't let nobody push your buttons. Like, cause everybody's gonna try to push your buttons, right? Now definitely after a big loss. Oh my gosh, you get a big loss. Oh well, well, why didn't you make this tackle? And 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 did the coach make the wrong call and all of these things. And and it baffles me sometimes when I sit there and look at it. But let me tell you, Doc, honest to God, how I learned not only how to deal with the media or external um um powers, but let me tell you how I deal with them. One of the things I started doing was if somebody was going before me and I was sitting there in line waiting on them to go, I would really clear my head. I would like I would like take like three deep breaths and I would say to myself, nothing can ruffle my feathers. Mm. Nothing. No matter what they say to me, listen here, smile and let's be done with it. Okay, let's do this little five, seven minutes and let's get this out of the way. Because if you never take that moment for yourself, the moment somebody comes after you, you're going to react. Yes. And and, and nine times out of ten, when you react on the media, they're going to take that sentence, they're going to take that quote, and they're going to spin it a thousand times. Right. I'm I'm on both sides of it now. Right. I've right. I played the game and now I'm on the other side of it. And the, and the one thing I, I learned about the other side of it now being on this side is uh, honestly, a bunch of people just want to be heard. But Doc, they don't have to be right. They just want to be first and they want to be heard. Yes. And that's what you got to be careful for. And that's what you got to pay attention to. And that's why I, t- I tell people taking that step backwards for a minute before you go forward is the biggest key to external issues. Right. I- I'm-, I'm way bigger than whoever's is speaking to me. I guarantee you. I used to always say this. Right. People used to say crazy things to me when I was in opposing stadiums and I used to smile at them and say, do you realize you you paid to come see me play? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's like, really? Like nothing It's like nothing you will say to me will, will ruffle my feathers that much. Actually, in, in my business, you was actually pissing me off. You was fueling me to let me know that there's a bunch of ignorance out in the world. Yeah. And you were yeah. about to crush them. <laughs> no, but like what you're saying, like when you talk about that, like, again, this is real life stuff we've, we've been tackling since the beginning, since we started this. And so Charles Barkley recently, there was a, there was a, he, the way they titled this article, it's a national news that Charles Barkley was uncomfortable with Isaiah Thomas crying on the court. But the reality was that Barkley was really talking about that he didn't know if he was okay, like mentally was he okay. So the news spun it to make it look like Barkley just said there's something wrong with a man for being upset about his sister's death. And to me, when I just see that media, when they spin something so many different ways, it's appalling. But that's what that's why as, as when you're faced with it all the time, you have to learn how to deal with it. Listen, Denzel Washington said something very, very profound the other day. He was on the red carpet and he and they asked him what was the biggest problem. And he said the biggest problem, not just with our world, but with the media is the media doesn't report what's right. They only report what's first. Right. Mm. That's that's the competition of the media. Who can get it out first? But, Doc. 
half of the information that they're getting out is so untrue. There's no facts to it, but everybody jumps on it, right? And we're in a time of social media now where things can travel from China to the United States in three seconds, yep. right? So yep. now you're dealing with a whole, an, an entire differently, you, you're different with a, to, a totally different animal, right? When you talk about how to deal with these external problems and these external people and, and this pressure that's coming on you from the outside, the balance, the balance that's found in your emotions, the day you learn how to balance out your emotions, you will be able to control your reaction to people's external attitudes. Because that's all that, that's all they're trying to do, right? They they just trying to get to your mental and 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 yeah. That's so it. I, I that's go ahead. it though. But that but that's but to me that's it because if they they've done you know some different research to show that if you hear something around five times you start to believe it even if it's not true if it's wildly absurd if someone keeps repeating it that's why in the political realm they send these negative ads and do them over and over again even though everybody hates them because ultimately they know the reality is that if people keep hearing something they start to believe it so some of the press is to not only get the information out but to just keep repeating it so that eventually you might believe it buy into it or whatever so uh, for that, we talk about that external pressure for the people who have to deal with that. That's a real pressure, right? You're going to get external pressure. And whether you're in the yep. media or not in the media, you're going to hear maybe some gossip at your workplace where someone says something so many times about you. And really, we're talking about the same issue that you're teaching right now is about control, is about controlling your emotions and being able to balance it out. Because it doesn't matter if you're in the media, it doesn't matter if you're at work, it doesn't matter if this is a family drama, when you you have face with people saying things that are untrue about you, you ultimately have to find that balance and rest in the light and the truth that you know. Yeah. And you know what? I'm telling you the biggest thing. Oh, my gosh. People must hear this. The biggest thing that you must have when you are listening to external anxiety and things is your foundation. Doc, that's what makes you so much of a balanced person, mm. right? Your your foundation, your foundation of studying psychology and studying people and studying the ups, the downs, the wrongs, the rights, all of these things, right? The foundation of of what I know about God and what I know about faith and what I know about hope and what I know about love and to not and to not you know uh, fight fire with fire. Nah, you fight fire with love, man. And yes. and even when somebody says something about you and want to be crazy, Doc, it's like people stop affecting to me years and years ago in my early 20s right and so i, and I realized that my my walk on this earth was it was not to please people mm. it was not it was to it was to make sure that i secure what my destiny looks like it was mm. to make sure that i lock away my legacy that when i'm when i'm gone doc one day somebody will look like one somebody will look back and say this is what this man stood for mm. Right. This is what this man fought for. And this is what this man spoke about. When you when you create those tears of who you are as an individual, you will no longer let external mess with you. Right now. Now, now, now let's go to let, let's make a quick transition before we take a break. We, and we probably take a break after this. But we need the transition to understand what we must do internally. To stop the external reactions. Yes. Right? That, that's because that's where I think we need to go when you come back. 100%. So. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. 
Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, we're back and we're talking about how do we go? Look, we're talking about anxiety. Anxiety comes from three primary sources. We said externally, internally, and the combination of the both. We talked about the external sources of anxiety, everything, the world around you. But then you said something right, right before the break that I think is absolutely profound, which is the only way you ended up, once you faced all the external stuff throughout your 20s, you turned it inward and realized you knew that you were doing it for you. You knew it was for your legacy. And this is the challenge because when we face this internal anxiety, it's between us and us. You say it. I have it on my wall in my office. You, I love your quote, but when like the same thing of what's effort, but nobody can tell effort, but uh, nobody can judge effort but because it's efforts between you and you. And that's really what anxiety is on the internal side. It's between you and you. You're fighting battles in your head about something that may or may not even exist. See, and, 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 but, 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 but that's the thing, right, Doc? Internally, that's where the foundation of, of, of why, when I was introduced to God at a very young age, that's where the foundation of that came from. Like, internally, like my balance of writing everything down, Doc, I don't, I don't, I don't like things, thoughts to get away, right? Write everything down. I recite our Father's Prayer over 25 times a day, right? I'm always in meditation in the morning, and I, I can be riding and I can be in meditation. I can be ready, getting ready to go on set and I'm in meditation but I'm always internally fighting what I know externally always exists mm. right and that is negativity that is people that is that's that's wrongness that's awful it's it's ugly it's all of that still exists but internally I tell you something I started doing when I was playing ball, honest to God. Like when I was playing football, it's one thing I started to do when I started walking on the field. I started telling myself internally, there is nobody on this field that can deal with you. It's, it's a fact. And, and, and it was like, OK, so don't shy away from it. But make sure you encourage yourself. Mm. Make sure you walk out on the field that you're speaking this this light into yes. your life. Right. Yes. And so and so when you start speaking those things, you walk out on the field. I give an example. I used to I, would, I tell the young guys when we got ready to play our second Super Bowl, I used to say, listen, I want you to practice something this whole week. I want you to make this game like it's the same game you've always played. There's nothing. The only thing different about this game is there's going to be a lot more eyeballs watching and there's going to be a lot more cameras. And if you do what you're supposed to do, you, your life will forever be changed. But don't worry about the external pressure. 
because what I want you to deal with is internally. I want you to envision the plays you're going to make. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell yourself why we're going to win this game. I want you to tell yourself how well you're going to play. I want you to tell yourself, yeah, man, how happy you are just to be in this moment. And when you and when you internally start to change who you are and start to speak into your own life, when you start to affirm with all these affirmations, I am king, I am love, I am hope, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you go there, when you go there, Doc, I'm telling you, it's hard for external things to bother you then. I, I, I started to master it once I started to get probably my seventh, eighth year of my career. Mm-hmm. Well, well, look, there is a world of people who would dream, and I don't say you or you as in all of us, who would, and I want every listener to hear this, that would dream to have your life. So think about it. I'm talking, I'm not saying you're as in you, Ray. I'm talking about you as in the listener. Everyone out there, there are people, there are 7 billion people on the planet and some people are struggling so badly and you might think, well, these struggles that I'm encountering are so bad. And look, we all have them. We all encounter this stuff, but it is that internal dialogue. So something that I tell myself is, and, and I like the way you phrase it for the players because you, 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 would, you would have to shape some of the younger players, like in your, let's say by your second Super Bowl, like how to deal with that media. But for me, what I do is when I face life uh, uh, obstacles, I often say this. Life is an adventure. Nobody wants to watch an adventure movie where nothing happens. But then whenever stuff happens to us, we think, oh, no, I can't handle it. But I say to myself constantly, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. I, you know, I, you know I, I'd gone through some obstacles recently, and uh, my dad called and asked me how I do, what I was doing. And I said, hey, it's an, it's an adventure. Life's an adventure, and here's where I am right now. I'm just in this part of this adventure. And it doesn't say that life's going to be a piece of cake, but it does say that when internally you take control of your self-talk, when you do the things that you're talking about, Ray, the affirmations, when you write down your talk, when you focus it, then you can take control of the anxiety that you're feeling. Because you must understand, we've heard this before, Doc, the destination will always be there. Mm-hmm. It's the journey. It's the journey. And you know the journey. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. The ups, the downs, the curves, the bumps, the potholes, the, <laughs> the, the things, the things that you have to brace yourself and understand that I'm just on a ride. Yes. OK. Every every day, every day. And me and you talk about this a lot. Every day is not a good day in me and your lives. Right. But right. it's the balance of what we have that makes us come back to the realization that, OK, now I may be a little bit off. So let me put myself back on track. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's it. And you know it. And you, you know it. I, you know, I, I called you earlier this week about this. It's, it's about having to reset. Sometimes we have to reset. And I think it's a matter of, of, of saying, ha- having the awareness to be able to say that and say, look, I need a moment. I need to step back. For me, I, I can't, I, I, up, I upped my meditation this past week. I can't even tell you how much I normally regulate. I regularly meditate twice a day, but I can't tell you how much I meditated this past week because I needed to fuel up. I needed to, I needed to make my spirit strong and I needed to go inward. And, and look, I say this and I want people to hear this because sometimes people say, well, this little tidbit of, on, on anxiety helps them, but people who struggle with depression primarily live in the past. So they, mm-hmm. you know, life should have been this, some of it should have been that. People who struggle with anxiety have a tendency to live in the future. 
oh no, what's going to come? What's going to happen? But people who are happiest find a way to live in the present moment because in the present moment, that's all we have. That's what it, man, listen, I'm telling you, you cannot say that no better. And people must realize that. That's why the good book says we must renew our minds and strengths every day. Every day you must renew because if you don't renew, you stay stuck in your past or you worry about tomorrow, which you cannot change. Neither one. You can't change neither one. Right. The only thing the only thing you can change is right now. I used to in in fourth quarters of games. I used to always say this, always say this to myself. I used to always say, oh, right now, Mm, right now, something (laughs) happened. Right now, I mean, some, they don't know this. They don't know this, but something's about to go down and they have no clue. And then some people think that you're sitting there saying, and they say, I was talking to somebody about this other day. They was like, oh my gosh, man, this, I mean, when you guys made this play and he was talking to me at this cigar, he was like, this play. I was like, I was like, do you know, realistically, no disrespect, but you know how many times I had saw that play over and over? Mm. You know how many times I had said in my mind what I was going to do on that exact play, mm. right? Because it was internally what I had already made myself to say. It was what I had already shown myself. It's internally that it will happen. It will happen. And I and 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 I always opportunity opportunity right. When you have when preparation meets opportunity, hey, you got a beautiful day. So let's take that. So so we're taking that, and so that you're out there listening. If, if you know over and over again, you're going to encounter people who are negative. You're going to encounter people who say negative things. You're going to encounter uh, injustices. You're going to encounter these different things. You can prepare mentally. You can prepare psychologically. Look, I say this about align your expectations with reality. The reality is that people are who they are. People are fallible. People are going to mess up. People are going to make mistakes. They're going to let you down. They're going to disappoint even themselves. And when we align our, our, our expectations with that reality, we're prepared just the way you prepare, just the way. I love when you say that because that is the epitome of what every sports psychologist dream is to hear, right? The, the legends, the greatest of the, that ever played say they visualized this stuff clearly and then they went out and conquered it. And that's the same thing that has to apply to life. Visualize the fact that people are going to let you down. People are going to do what they do. We talked about the media earlier. Media is what it is. It's going to spin things to make sure that they look a certain way, get hits, get whatever. But if you align your expectations with that reality, then you're ready to handle it when it comes by. Look, man, listen. If the only thing I want people to really know is just like everything else, right? If you're walking into give us give a give a, a a speech to somebody right you're gonna prepare for that right you, you you're gonna you're gonna write enough thoughts down right doc it's the same thing with everyday life mm. everyday life you gotta have a game plan yep if if you waking up and you just waking up to wake up I guarantee you this world will run circles around you and people <laughs> and people will enjoy not only taking from you, but they will enjoy you not being joyful. They, 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 oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's one of the things I want to I, I, I want somebody to get this because it's one of the things that started to happen later in my career when I started to realize how much 
of the leadership role everybody was looking at me up on the four right and so when you started to do that doc one of the things you have to pay attention to is you're always being watched yes. so you have to have some type of balance that when you come in the doors that something clicks you in so my my mine for me was this when I came in the door to my, to my work, no matter what I was dealing with the night before, I had no other choice but to empower somebody else. Yes. That was my job. That, that was my number one job. That was your goal. Not worry, not worry about me. Empower somebody else right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it became one of my things, man, as a leader that and, and it became contagious because even on the field, I started empowering people, you know, on, on the field as well. Well, OK, so let's take this and then we'll transition to a break and we'll come back about how these can come together. But that that idea of empower someone else says you take that inward. And now when we're in turn with that internal dialogue, we're saying empower someone else. So now that we come back out to the world, we're looking to help others. And when you're looking to help others, there's less focus on yourself. And when there's less focus on yourself, there's less focus on the struggles that you're feeling on the inside. We're going to take a real quick break and we're going to come back. We'll talk about the, the combination of the outside, the inside. How do we deal with all this anxiety that the world has? We'll be right yep. back. All right, we're back and we're talking about anxiety. We have talked about it on different levels. We talk about how it comes in from the external, from the outside world. We talk about how we create it on the inside world with our thoughts. You know, uh, Ray, you talk about the, the, the self-talk that we have, right? The affirmations that we say to ourselves. And I think this is interesting to realize. When we think affirmations, we usually think something positive. And when we're intentional, it should be something positive. But here's mm -hmm. what I want you to realize about affirmations. If we're not intentional about them, then we might be replaying over and over and over again negative affirmations. In other words, we might be saying, I'm no good, I can't do this, over and over and over. So until you become mindful of what words you're actually saying, then you could be driven by these negative affirmations instead of turning it around and making it something positive. Man, I uh, we was sitting in uh, we was sitting in your city. Oh boy, oh boy, uh, we was sitting <laughs> we was sitting in a game in Pittsburgh, and uh, a teammate of mine, <clears throat> it was Suggs. <clears throat> he heard somebody say something like, "Oh my gosh!" It was some of the most disgusting stuff you can ever see. Um, racial driven, uh, racially driven, and everything. I would like to right? a formal apology and embarrass on behalf of the city I grew up in. <laughs> that's, that's pitiful that that kind of stuff came out of yeah. miles from my city. Right. right, but and so he was like, he turned around and he was furious and he started jumping into it. <clears throat> and he turned around and he said, "Bro," he said, "How do you deal with that mess, man?" And I said, "Sizzle," I said, "Look at me." I said, my smile represents my past and my heart represents my future. That way you'll never know what I'm thinking. <laughs> so no matter. So 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 when you think about the combination of what you do when you take external and internal and internal, there's a fact, right? If if you did the research on this, that if you were in a bad mood, if you were depressed, if you was going through depression, if you was going through anything, do you know what a smile does? To not people, but do you know what it does to you? Yeah. It, <laughs> it, does. It, 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 it psychologically 
tells your mind that I'm happy. Yep. That no matter what, some, because see, I think the thing is, and, and this is what I, I want people to understand, it, it, it wasn't the fact that if it bothered me or not, right, what people would say, it was the fact how I reacted to it is what was the key, mm. right? Yes. You don't never like, you don't never like people to say bad things about you, but once you realize, you're like, okay, guess what? I can either make them think, <laughs> make them think they bother me, or I can look at them and say, really? <laughs> like it, 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 right? Because it's so much bigger, and that's why I think my smile. Um, I started to use it. I started to use it as a weapon. You know, even when I don't care if people started hating me, whatever I started to go, I don't care what nobody said about me. I, if somebody said they hated me right in front of my face, um, which I, I've had it happen before, I would look at people and, and just smile. It's okay, it's fine. <laughs> you don't have to like me. Like, and and I think when you do that, what happens is. It changes you. Right. You don't you're not looking. I'm not looking to change nobody. But when I when I smile at anything that I know I have no control over, Doc, I'm giving all control to the Lord myself. And I'm saying, no, I'm not going to stoop that low. Like I'm so I'm so I'm so bigger than that. I I teach my kids this all the time. Right. That's why I always say people like you got kids. I say, yeah, absolutely. Four kings, two queens. Right. And reason why reason why I say that, because I want them to think like a king. I want them to think like a queen, because if you do, you will not find yourself around the wrong crowd. You will realize very quickly that I'm not supposed to be around certain people. I'm not supposed to be at certain places and I'm not supposed to speak or react a certain way. If you started to look at yourself a certain way. And I think a smile has a lot to do with that. It does. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that makes like I am still like odd with you by and just I absolutely love and this is what drives your spirit that smile i love i love it because it's disgusting to think that there are people who literally walk up to you and say those types of things like it's disgusting on a level on a human level to know that people come up and say that negative stuff to you but the fact that you have a spirit that is so physically strong and that you can smile at them is huge and i want to say i want to give a like a psychological reason for why evidence for why what really happens when we smile why that makes us happy but it's really it comes down to what's called classical conditioning and you remember this from basically Pavlov's dog right so Pavlov rings a bell and he gives some food and then and the dog salivates and eventually all he has to do is ring the bell and the dog salivates because he thinks he's going to get some food and so he conditions the dog that when he rings the bell there's going to be food So what happens to us neurologically? Well, when we're happy, when we laugh, when we're having fun, we smile. That Mm -hmm. sends a response, signals to our brain, we're happy. So we condition that smile, I'm happy. So what is the, so we, there's a phrase, fake it till you make it. So when you begin to smile and you begin to just really, like we literally, I've had people do this where you, I've done it myself, where you look at yourself in the mirror and you just constantly smile and you almost force a little laugh. And when you start to do that, you can change your mood. It's crazy, but listen, try us out. Like try this out this week, try it out tonight. If you're not feeling a certain way smile because to me ray that that is some of the most beautiful thing about your spirit is your smile and it overcomes because you're right because anger will never be overcome with anger but by love alone and so that that smile is what it's all about for me for you when you know who you are when you know where you're going and when you have a plan on how to get there doc the last thing you worry about 
is who on the side of the road paying attention to that. Mm. You don't care. Right. <laughs> it's you know, like <clears throat> think about this. When you ride down the, the highway, yeah, there's a lot of exits, but if it ain't your exit, you ain't paying no attention to it. Right. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same thing. It's like, it. <laughs> think about it, man. It's like it's like all of these external people and 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 external situations you're gonna be in. But if it's not, it's, if it's not where you're going, then don't pay attention to it. And if you don't pay attention to it, then you got to enjoy the ride that you're on. Yeah, <laughs> I love <laughs> you, that you, analogy. Yeah, bro. And that's why I think <clears throat> for me. The ride that I've been on, the journey that I've had, the career that I've had, man, I sit back and I laugh at myself so hard sometimes. And I say to myself all the time, boy, if if if, if half of the people knew just just a little bit of of not of not only who you are now, but where you've came from and the things that you walked. Oh, my gosh, ex- bro, the people that I've like looked at in the eyes and said, listen, no matter what you, the way, no matter how you feel about me, I will still pray for you. Mm. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You don't dictate my future. You can't control nothing I do. You can't tell me if I'm going to get up tomorrow, what I'm going to do tomorrow, who I'm going to affect tomorrow and how my life, you can't. And so that's why I truly believe for people to really gain control of anxiety, you must understand who you are, where you're going, and have a game plan on how to get there. Mm-hmm. And if you do, Doc, man, I greatness, greatness. I paid attention to greatness a lot. And I used to always ask the Jim Browns and, 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 and all of the great ones, what was it that that kept you aligned and you know what almost every one of them comes back and says Hmm. i blocked out everything else that's that's what made bruce lee that's what made bruce lee so dominant yeah is that he became one with his spirit with his mind and his body he became one that's what masters do masters of anything they become one with themselves and that's what people have to start fighting for you see you got to start becoming one with yourself see sometimes we always want to give our power and give our strength away to to everybody else because everybody else want to say so many ugly and negative things about us but when you found out who you are when you build up enough strength inside of you when you understand where you're going you understand who can't go with you doc ain't too many things that can take away your smile and that's the difference of greatness when people start to taste greatness people greatness hurts greatness hurts so doggone bad doc you hate waking up every day to go back to it but you always smile at the end of every competition not because you won the battle because nobody's seen the work that you put in uh, I, I, I get chills as you say it i get chills as you say it and i and i have i actually have a bruce lee quote i want to bring up because i love this about bruce lee because this is the this is the point you're talking about but here's what he said he said you must be shapeless formless like water when you pour water in a cup it becomes the cup when you pour water in a bottle it becomes the water when you become when you pour water in a teapot it becomes the teapot water can drip and it can crash become like water my friend and i love that because that's the intense focus of what you're being 
That's it, man. Like you have to, no matter what container you put water in, you become that. Yes. That, yeah. Bro, and, and I'm telling you, man, and when I used to go into fourth quarters and I used to look in people's eyes and I used to see the nervousness in people's eyes, I used to always say to myself, wow, they're really not confident in themselves. Like, 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 like the pressure of the game is getting to them. And I'm sitting there saying, my, 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 means I have an opportunity for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I've talked about this before with my friends. Like, you were very much compared to Mike Tyson. Like, Mike Tyson scared the crap out of everybody. And you scared the crap out of everybody. And it was that just, there was just a factor there. And I think this is what's pure gold for people listening to this podcast is that you're teaching about what that is. That factor was that confidence to say when you get out there, they've never seen this. They don't know what's coming next. Like the self-talk to hear what you were literally saying to yourself when you hear you say it. I mean, that's exciting. It's exciting for you to share it with it. Cause... Yeah, because I, all I want to introduce to people is you know you you, you I, I tell you, you sometimes you watch the you, you watch the end of greatness sometimes right and that is to see Bruce Lee in battle or to see Michael Jordan on the basketball court or to see LeBron James or to see Stephen Curry or to see all these great ones right to see the Tom Brady's but the thing that you never see is the behind the scenes mm-hmm. the hours where you're probably sitting in a raggedy T-shirt. You probably got slides. It's your favorite slides, but they're the dirtiest slides in the house. You just you just want to be you. Yeah. But in that but in that moment, you're mastering something. You're mastering external and internal. Mm. You're mastering it, and 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 you're not letting it. And you're not letting the external bother you. You're actually fueling it, and then you're taking the internal, and you're actually making the internal work by exercising it. See, yeah. you 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 just can't shut off external, right? You have to know how to use external actions against you, and you then you have to take it internally, and what, and then you have to figure out what empowers you, and then when you figure out what empowers you, then you have your mojo. That's what your mojo is. That's what made that, that's what made Muhammad Ali so dominant when he stepped in a, in a ring. That's what that's what made my career so dominant when I stepped on the field. That's what made me when I'm when I'm in San Diego on fourth down and two, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, all of these fans screaming, all of this anticipation of what nobody don't know what's going on, and I'm saying to my spirit, I've been here before, <laughs> seen this a thousand times. All you have to do is just run through and make the play. Mm. Doc, I'm saying that mm. in my head less than five seconds. Everybody else is frustrated because they run, they rushing up to the line. It's fourth down and two. How can Phillip Rivers get the ball off so quick? Darren Sproles in the backfield. Who who makes the mistake? And I'm sitting there showing people. I just shared this story. I'm showing people. I'm watching this guard. A week ago, they had played the Oakland Raiders, and they ran the same play five times in a row to end the game. And Oakland couldn't stop this power play. But when the guard, me facing the defense, the the right guard, he's sitting there. And anytime he put his left hand down, he's pulling right. Anytime he put his right hand down, he's coming forward. And I'm saying internally, oh, my gosh, know how big this moment is about to be because I mastered the fact 
of what practice looks like, right? Yeah. I've mastered the fact of what visualization is, visualization is because I've studied this play for the last two days. Yeah. So I know the play is coming. And guess what I've studied? A <laughs> nut. This is what masters study. Masters study the weakness of their opponent. Mm. <laughs> they don't have to study the strength. <laughs> the strength is the only reason that they're on the field. They study the weakness. Mm. And in every fourth quarter, in every big match, in every championship, champions are won through fundamentals. Mm. And when you find that one weakness where somebody says, oh, it's just normal if I put my left hand down and, and I just do the same thing I did last week because they won't pay attention to that. But internally, I'm saying he just gave me an opportunity to exercise my greatness. Mm. <laughs> I listen. I'm I'm not speechless a lot, but I'm speechless there because the the champions are won through fundamentals. Listening to that, to see that effect, I want to tell you how that just hit me on a personal level. I when I'm able to pr- approach people who are really angry and they're screaming at me and they're screaming at each other, and I come into situations and people ask me how I stay calm through it. It's because, and I didn't realize it till this moment, but I've as I, I've seen it a thousand times before. I've seen it ten thousand times before, so I expect it. And when I know what I'm coming into, I expect it. And I think the lesson for our listeners is to take this, take all this information, and to apply it to your life personally. What have you seen time and again? What can you watch? What nuances can you watch? If there are people coming at you with negativity and toxic behaviors, what weakness can you see so that you can not be exposed to that anymore? Like you can take these lessons. That's what this whole podcast is about. Take these lessons, apply them to your life because the greatness that is Ray Lewis, you can achieve this greatness by just following these, following exactly word for word what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to just to back you, man. I know we're winding down, but I mean, you know, I listen to all these different things about anxiety, and you watch all the things that you know people now take for anxiety and pills and everything, you know. And and the one the one secret that I don't think nobody will share with most of the people that deal with anxiety or take pills for anxiety is everything you're looking for is found on the inside of who you are, but nobody's gonna share that. Nobody's going to tell you you can heal yourself if you actually started to meditate a little bit more, if you actually started to practice affirmations, if you actually started to write things down, if you actually started to smile way more, if you actually started to pray for pray for people who <clears throat> who, you know, said bad things about you. When you create that type of armor, when you create that type of foundation, then you don't create nothing new, Doc. You just repractice it every day. <laughs> that's what that's why I say is what you see is it's, that's what makes the. <clears throat> that's what makes the game of life just like the game of sport. I think that's why we use sport all the time, right? Because it's always the unpredictable, mm. right? You just never know what's going to happen. But if you have your same principles that you know works, that's what made Bruce Lee so dominant because he was like, I'm not worrying about my opponent. My opponent must worry about me. That's that's 
where the mastery of greatness is found, bro. And, 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 and let me, I want to highlight something you said that I think is like really can echo through our listeners and can echo through everyone out there. And that is when you're struggling and you can dial in and, and pray for, when you can meditate for, when you can send good energy to people who are being negative, to people who are being hurtful to you, that's really when you reach the next level. And I want to be really honest with everybody. That's not always easy to do. And there might be moments where you can't quite get there. And in those moments, what I would invite you to do is just be easy on yourself for not being able to be there yet. But understand that you will get there if you have the intention. If you if you do exactly what Ray's talking about and live with a purpose, then maybe in this moment, you might not be able to forgive somebody in this moment. But say, let me be easy on myself. I'm not there yet, but I will get there. And keep trying because eventually you will get there. And when you can forgive and love the people who are hurtful towards you, it not only transforms the outside world, it most importantly transforms your inner world. And what and exactly what happens, you know, if you think about the greatest one of the great definitions, right? Like if if you think about a real nugget of wisdom, right? Think about this, Doc. We've all made mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. We've all even burned a bridge or two with people like we care about. Yep. Right? We have. Yep. We have. But it's part of being human. But another part of being human, and this is what I don't think people spend their time doing, another part of being human is fixing your mistakes. It's, it, it takes time and hard work. But in the end, Doc, you can rebuild the bridge stronger than it was before. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's why when I went into the film room and when I went home and when coach told me to work on something, Doc, I started fixing things that was broken. I didn't fix them in front of coach. I fixed them when I was home. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I went back in front of coach, coach started asking me, wait, wait a minute. When, when did you, you didn't practice that at work. No, I didn't. But I practiced it when I wasn't at work. Yep. So so when I came back and, and for you to critique me on the same thing, Doc, let me tell you something. Just the honest God having truth about my career, my entire 17 year career. I've never been critiqued on the same thing. Yeah, I've, never. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I feel I want to share this with you. I want to share this with a friend and, and, and people out there listening. I really want people to hear this because in my career was not, you know, in front of everybody. But I wanted you to know that that very same thing is exactly what defined me. I would say in my career, I may have made new mistakes all the time. I do. Promise you I'm human. I make new mistakes all the time. But one of my greatest strengths is you will not find me repeating mistakes. If I did something once, I'm learning from it. And I remember I had a professor who told me, you know, in his 35 years, he said he never saw anybody like me with what I did. Every week he'd come back, and maybe I mess up in this group. I'm running a group therapy session, but that following week he'd be like, wow, you got that. I got it. You told it to me. I got it. I went home. I spent hours on it. I watched tape. I practiced in the mirror. I practiced on videotape. I got it. So this is not just sports. This is life. This is the lesson that you're teaching, which is you don't just do it in front of people. You do it when people aren't looking. That's when you master your craft. And everybody has the capability to master your craft. Because this journey ain't about nobody else. Mm. What you're trying to do isn't about nobody else. It's about you. Mm. It's about you picking yourself up every day to tell yourself, I am whole. I am perfect. I am. Yeah, I am. I'm that. I'm that guy. Mm. I'm that guy. I'm that woman. Mm. I'm that. Yes, I'm that dude. 
and that's what the confirmation is like i don't need no no approval for nobody else to tell me who i am i can tell you who i am because of what i get up every day and exercise i exercise who i am i exercise my mind i take my spirit to a whole nother level i'm always renewing everything about my physical because i don't want to i don't want to be seen a certain way nobody can ever dictate i used to always hear people say oh you're getting you're losing a step you're this and that and i used to say if i'm losing a step keep paying attention Mm. <laughs> because the race I'm talking about it only finishes with the hosting of a crown not what you think it is see a lot of people think sometimes oh he ain't running this fast see it ain't what I can do it's how I can influence see that's what a lot of people don't know dog. when greatness starts to, starts to really filter down it starts to filter into everybody. Mm. That's what make that's what makes leaders so great. Because when leaders really start to become great, they start to pass it down, Doc. And when you start to pass it, that's what makes your greatness expand. And that's what makes your inner ability, right? We're talking about external and internal. That's what makes your inner ability becomes your greatest asset. Because who I am from the inside, I promise you, Doc, no matter what fiery hole I may find myself in, no matter what position on a football field I may find myself in, no matter what the outcome may be, if you judge me off of what I felt internally, I win. Mm. Mm. I win. I can't. I, I don't think we can record these podcasts at this time because, to me, you're the most inspiring person on planet Earth, and I feel like I want to run through a wall. So I'm gonna. When we're done with this, I'm about to go. <laughs> I'm about to go exercise for the second time today, and I still have to be up at three in the morning, and I'm still getting up at three in the morning. But I promise you, I can go run up and down my driveway. I love it for the listeners, and I love it for myself, because when I hear you speak, I just want to run through a wall. <laughs> so you literally make everybody around you better. Man, I just got off. I'm going to tell you something, and I'll leave you guys with this. I just got off this bike, man. I was cycling the day I got home, and I rode about 40 miles, man. Me and my girl, we just rolling, bro, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm getting to a point to where I said to myself, why, why complain? Mm. Everything you're looking for, I'm on the bike saying this, Doc. I'm like, everything you're looking for is right here. Mm. <laughs> you, you are, you are the machine. Mm. The bike, the bike ain't got nothing to do with what you about. And what you about to do right now, the bike ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the bike just here. <laughs> I, love I got that. something. I got something to do, man. And when you and when you lay it out, when your foundation is laid, when you have. Everything in order, Doc, what, I'm, what I challenge people to do is create your foundation. Create why, create where, and create your how. Because once you have those, you'll always be able to come back to those. Doc said it best. Is we're not saying that you won't deal with things. We're not saying you won't run into to controversial people and, and people with negative attitudes. All we're saying is have your system ready to be exercised. That's what made Muhammad Ali. That's what made Bruce Lee. That's what made Michael Jordan. That's what made, I can go down the line and tell you about the great Lewis. That's what made the great ones. That's what made the great ones Mm -hmm. is that they were fueled inside and ready to unleash a war because they know I'm prepared. 
I'm prepared. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You just got me prepared, so I'm going to wind this down real quick. Look, we're back every week, twice a week, so you're going to get more of this all the time. Just download it. Tell your friends about it. Listen, it's a it's a kind thing to do to tell people about this podcast because that fire that Ray gives me, that gives you, that let's give everybody this. Hey, we appreciate you downloading the Tackling Life podcast. And if you want more Tackling Life content, go to tacklinglifepodcast.com and you can find links to our pages on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can subscribe and get two all new episodes every week. Look, there we have a number. You want to get a hold of us? 646-762-4432. Give us a call. Leave us a message Friday or Fun Friday, Fan Friday. We're going to listen to your messages. Ray said it best today with champions are won through fundamentals. What we tried to give you today are some fundamentals on life, on how to deal with anxiety from the outside, inside, or both. And when you deal with that, your life changes for good. Look, you can give it on iTunes, give us a rating and review, and uh, we'd appreciate that because the higher our ranking is, the easier it is for new people to find. Until next time, for the legend, Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.